Welcome back, you beautiful people, to the Real Collective Podcast. I am your host, Sean Tassi, joined by my illustrious and handsome co-host, Kyle Miller. Kyle, how you doing, pal? You know what? I said, uh, I'm good. I'm good. I think as a as a salesman's tip was given once, it's just be like this, right? When when they things are going good, sweet. When they're not going so good, sweet and fixable. Good to go. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so yeah. I'm just even keeled, even keeled. Keep it easy. My therapist says that I'm like a duck. She's like, oh, you're just like a duck. You're going along on the water. Water, if it's raining, the water's dripping. It's just going off your back and whatever. You look like nothing's happening. Meanwhile, under the water, your legs like, go, 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 go. Paddle, 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 paddle. So, uh, yeah, no, I hear that, man. That is uh, that is the life of a salesperson, right? Just the way it goes. Try and keep it cool. Um, so, as always, guys, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, share this with someone who you think might be interested in this type of content. Uh, a little bit more from our sponsor at the Midway Point. We'll talk about Magic Mind. Um, and we've got a bunch to talk about today, a bunch of different things floating around. Rates were just announced yesterday. Um, so we'll get into as much as we can uh, without getting too overwhelming. Um, if you'd like to book an appointment with Kyle or I, you can do so in the Cali links below. If you'd like to download the buyer or seller guides, they are also in the links below. So first off, uh, rate announcement was yesterday. Uh, another hold, fourth hold in a row, keeping it at 5%. Uh, projection anticipation for the next uh, year coming up is that the rates will drop anywhere from, people are saying, three quarters to you know a, a, a point and a quarter, give or take. Just, uh, yeah, again, I go into, I get into the weeds here, but those, if there's one thing that annoys me, uh, I'll probably post on social about this in some way, but it's that like those numbers saying that statement and no offense to you, but that statement, right. Is it, it, it needs way more context than we give it. And that's the big thing when, because uh, sales funny enough, right. You know, when people, people hear what they want to hear yeah. and then turn around and say, but you said, and it's like, well, I know I said that, and it's not that I didn't mean that. It's just there's bigger, there's more to it, and that is that is that exact statement for for predictions to say that you know rates are going to drop one to one and a quarter percent. Okay, fine, but what does that mean? So what that means is that the prime rate, the banks, the Bank of Canada's overnight rate could drop one to one and a quarter percent. However, that does not mean that you're going to reap pure benefits from that or how does that happen right so the recap is that's the bank's number that's the bank of canada's number that's what they lend to our banks the bank our banks bump that premium up so yes it will come down but it's purely prime right that the question is how will those decreases affect fixed rates that's what the vast majority of people are actually want to know it doesn't mean that your interest rate's going to drop from 5 to 3.75. That's not what it means. I guess it could, but that's not what it means directly, right? Again, again but uh, first week, first two weeks of January, the bond market was dropping. We had five-year fixed rates drop to uh, 4.69, 4.79, 4.89, 4.89, in most places. And it was cool. Everybody's feeling good. And then some number came out CPI or U.S. data or like Joe Biden's sneak 
eased, I think, a little bit more on the left than he did on the right. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the bond market's like, goes back up. And now we're cruising more towards, you know, into the fives again. Um, So it's just, it's so volatile. And you want to hang your hat on the Bank of Canada's announcement. What you need to be doing, what you want to do, and I don't use should very often, is you're watching everything leading up to that. Right. You want it. You're maturing your mortgage. Get a rate hold as soon as you can. Get it now. Well, I don't I don't have a but my I don't renew for another 12 months. So what? Get it now. Ride that for 120 days, check in again, and then do that process again. And if it makes sense, maybe you bail early. Pay a little bit less of a penalty, a little bit of a penalty, but you're gonna make that money back. Right. It's just there's different strategies to use, but it's just it annoys the hell out of me when people are like, all the rates are going to come down. It's like, oh, probably not. You're probably wrong. But anyways, but, just but keep educating. It has, it has a really big impact on consumer confidence. Like you said, we saw the we saw the first. Uh, so I've, I've looked at a bunch of different graphs. Uh, the, the, the COO of our company, Steve Tabrizi, did a, a one-hour presentation looking back at 2023, what happened looking forward what the expectations are uh, in real estate in Canada uh, for 2024. And there were a few different graphs that he showed, and some that really caught my eye. Buyer confidence was one of them. So buyer confidence is coming up. And every time it seems to be that, you know, buyer confidence is tied to interest rates and interest rate announcements, right? And so when they announce, they say, hey, the rate's coming down, buyer confidence goes up. And then you know what also goes up? Sale prices. So it's like when everybody else thinks it's not a good time to buy, like. People are looking at it so, so like in such a small, uh, from a, just, a, just a, a narrow perspective. And if you look at it from a bigger perspective, you're like, oh man, you should really buy what buyer confidence is at its all time low because then you'll buy for the lowest price that you can. Yeah, sure, the rates might be a little bit higher, but you know, you'll 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 factor that in. Ultimately, your monthly payments will be the same, and your refi price will be much better. So that was one. That really stood out to me, uh, and then the the sort of inverse correlation uh, between what the interest rates are and what the selling prices are, like that's crazy, like like identical, like selling prices go so down. So what what did you see? Like what did he show you? Uh, so he he said exactly. Here's what the average sale prices were, and here's what the average uh, rates were, and so they just they just did exactly this, like at the same rate. When one went. Uh, I'm sorry if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts because I'm doing things with my hands that you cannot obviously see. But you could I imagine that that you know uh, one slider goes up as the other goes down, and they work like in harmony, as if you were to you know wrap an elastic band around it. There's only so far that it can go in each direction because most people, especially in Ottawa, are payment buyers, right? And so there is that exact relationship between what people uh, sort of, you know, need to live in and what they're willing to pay monthly. So marry, marry the payment, date the rate, as the saying goes. That's, and that's, that's what it is. And and we're going to, we're going to see that. I think we're going to see that on a couple fronts. We're going to see that in people's, um, in people's renewals that are coming up, maturities that are coming up and, and in the people that need, need, want to refinance. Right. Or maybe don't want to, but will be forced into making a very tough decision to do that. Because again, it's the payment that the, the payment's the thing, right? Like the, the payment's the thing. 
And we can we can chop that up a thousand different ways at the end of the day when it comes down to it. What goes out of your bank account is what matters. How do we make that manageable? Yeah. That's it. And there's only two, there's only a couple ways. You need to make more money or you need to keep that payment less. That's it. Like it's it's pretty binary in the end. Yeah. Right. So that's where and and in Ottawa, I think again, I mean, we're I think we're fortunate for the, we're fortunate enough to 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 be here, but that's still gonna be conversations I have through 2024 for sure. Well, I think I think they'll be going on for a lot longer than that. The other um, the other slide that he brought up that I found really interesting, and maybe we should post a link uh, to the whole presentation right below. That's what we'll do. We'll post a link. It's, this all this and this is good, like public. There's no problem with it yeah, being yeah, public. I mean, it's it was it was something that was done for us as the agents, mm-hmm. but it's absolutely allowed to be shared, sort of for okay. public. So that's fine. Um, another thing was uh, talking about. Um, investors and they're buying um uh pre-construction either condos or or builds speculation investors and then the last half of 2023 was okay good you know covid's over these places are ready to be closed on you've got to close on them now and nobody could and a lot of people who are saying oh well you know maybe can i assign this like well no uh and I think a lot of people just walked away from the deal, walked away from the deposit, left the builder holding the bag. Some people closed, right? Uh, they, they figured out a way to do it only to turn around and put it right back on the market at a loss. So obviously a lot of risks with that. Talk with your real estate lawyer about the risks that are involved with, you know, not completing uh, your transaction, what the, you know, what's, what's in it for the builders, right? Are the builders stuck holding the bag? How much, deposit uh is offset what do they have to list that house for again etc cetera, etc cetera. there's a lot of moving parts but that was a lot of the second half of 2023 you could almost look at 2023 as sort of like almost two markets right as the as the interest rates were holding uh at the at the beginning of 2023 there was a lot of excitement you know the rates went down i think one one or two times and that moved right into the spring market. So it gave us that first half of the year was like, okay, this is really great. And then in the second half, it's like, oh no, you know what? We were wrong. Oops. And let's pull the rate back. And again, it all affects consumer confidence. And that that you know that that psyche really plays into what people are doing. Uh, you know, some people had to sell. Some people said I didn't want to sell. We looked at the total number of transactions in 2023 in Ottawa. It was about 12,000, but there was 21,000 people who put their house up for sale and only 12,000 of them sold. There's 9,000 people who didn't sell their house last year who wanted to, right? Chances are Hmm. they wanted too much money for it, right? That's an interesting interesting statistic, quite honestly. That's... Hmm. Nine thousand, really? Yeah, man. Wow. Now, now, to be clear, there might have been some people who had a cancellation, relisted the home, sold it at the new price. They might all they they would be captured from that nine thousand. So it might not be that there's nine thousand people who didn't sell their house. They did. They just ultimately chose to sell for a lower price, right? So there's still a lot of people who wanted to sell their house last year that didn't do it. You know, and I've spoken with a number of them already this year, you know, and a lot of it has to do with unrealistic expectations about the value of their house, 
right? I was speaking with one guy yesterday. He said, uh, oh yeah, you know, I had my house listed for 1.4 uh, and it didn't sell. And uh, can you come and sell my house? And uh, I'd like to sell it for 1.5. And I'm like, I'll come talk with you, but it's going to be me talking sense into you more than it is, you know, selling your house for 1.5, you know? And that's, yeah. And I think we're, uh, it's, it's a tough situation because, because people, again, I, I look at it from a maybe a different perspective, maybe not, but it's just, you're selling your house. Fine. So why are you selling your house? Right. And like, and are you, are you, is it because you're leaving? Uh, are you, are you going to buy a new house? Are you jumping into the rental market? I have a client right now who's like, we're doing his, doing something at his maturity. Cause he's like, I'm selling this year. Like I'm selling. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you going to do? He's like, I don't know. He's like, I might rent. I might go buy. I don't know. He's a single guy. Like he's got, he's, he's got that, that, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, uh, flexibility. There it is. <laughs> flexibility. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, he's, he can do that. Um, but you know, I'm, but I'm at the same point, I'm working with another client. We're trying to settle things up. She's going through a separation and ex-husband needs money and whatever her, her mother and the, and the three and her three kids, right. They're a family of five. Yeah. So if they got forced into selling their house, where are they going? Yeah. I mean, they're not going anywhere cheaper. They're not going anywhere. That's going to like, that's you're going, you're literally just going apples to apples, hopefully. Right for for a five, for five people, right? It's different if you're a single guy. You can buy that one condo. You can buy that house. You can live in a basement. You could just sell it all and live in a truck. Like you could do that. She can't do that, right? So it's uh so it, it that thought too of like why are people why are people trying to sell? Is it purely cash motivated? Is it is it a you know is it a family dynamic? What is it? Because that's a lot of people trying to move houses that didn't move. Even if you cut that in half, 4,500 people trying to sell their house that didn't sell their house, that's still a number. Yeah, that's you significant. Know? I mean, yeah, you take 4,500 of 12,000, that's, you know, still one one in four people who wanted to sell their house that didn't. You know? mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's, it's significant. And the number of transactions, I think we talked about this last time, the number of transactions at 12,000 is lower than we've seen in 10 years. So there's going to be some pent-up demand. I think the, the I think last year a lot of buyers were waiting for the bottom to hit, right? They're saying, "Oh, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait," and then they realize, oh, "Okay, this is the bottom. It's not going to be this idea of oh, house prices are going to fall by forty percent." Because I remember at the at the sort of end of twenty twenty two, there was that idea that hey, house prices are so inflated, they're about to drop. We're going to go through a reshuffling, a whole you know new world order. Well, you know, as tough as everything is for everybody in terms of having to hold on, uh, you know, and, and and live sort of, you know, paycheck to paycheck, which a lot of people are are, are put into that into that spot right now. Um, people are resilient. You know, they're making it work. They're figuring it out. It might not be perfect right now, but there's also hope that uh, that that'll get fixed moving forward. So uh, we'll we'll talk about the effects of that in the in the second half. We'll take a quick break here. Uh, have a word from me talking about our sponsors. Um, but I think people are hopeful, and it is it is tough out there for sure. So um, yeah, but there is hope. So we'll uh, we'll catch you back in the second half. Uh, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, share this with someone who you think might be interested in this type of conversation. Schedule an appointment with Kyle or I in the calendar link below, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. 
So it's been about two or three weeks since I've been taking Magic Mind, and man, has it really changed the way that my brain works. Um, one thing that I'm dealing with right now is the kids are sick. They're not sleeping, and as a result, I'm not sleeping. But I still need to wake up in the morning, and I need to be functional. I need to be, you know, able to go. People are relying on me to help them make, you know, hundred thousand dollar decisions. I need my all of my functionality, and I need my brain power. And I notice that by taking Magic Mind, I'm absolutely able to be on point. I I can grab that information right away. My, you know, everything is there. It's accessible. I'm, you know, able to help people out. I'm able to have these conversations when I'm going on four or five hours of sleep. Obviously not advisable for the long term, but I've got three young kids, uh, you know, and I've got one with some sort of bronchial uh, RSV sort of thing right now. She's got asthma. She's four. And when she coughs, it wakes up the 18 month old. So I'm up putting one to sleep while my wife's got the other one. When we flip back over to do the other one. So it is, it is, you know, nighttime is not always sleep time in our house. But with Magic Mind, I'm absolutely able to make it work, to figure it out. And uh, so this is sort of a pitch for you guys, if you're watching this, to check this out. Uh, you can use our code RealCollective20 to figure out what it uh, means to you. In the month of January, if you're still watching this, you can get a benefit of uh, one month for free when you get a three-month subscription, plus that extra 20% off with Real Collective 20. It's got matcha inside it. It's got mushrooms inside of it. It's got all the good stuff that makes your brain work in the way that it's supposed to, uh, and probably a little bit better than it's supposed to. I find I'm not having coffee as often, uh, which is good. I don't, I don't feel like I need that coffee to give me that perk. And the ride is a lot longer, right? Like coffee gives you that burst where you can like blah, talk a lot and your brain is going. But with this, it seems to ride for about five or six hours, which is right in line with, you know, when I need my brain power. So I'll normally take it about nine o'clock and I'll ride through until probably two or three, uh, at which point it's normally time to go and pick up the kids from school. So it works out really well for my world. Um, we, I, I got I got a sample box uh, from Magic Mind and I'm running low. I've only got two left, so I need to uh, I'll need to order more and I'll take advantage of my discount code Real Collective Twenty. So if you guys are interested, as always, the link will be below. Check it out. Uh, big fan so far, Kyle. I think you are too. And uh, until the next time, we'll see you after this is over. I don't know how to sign off. Welcome back to the second half of the Real Collective Podcast. I hope you popped your magic mind in. If you haven't, we'll take a quick pause for you to go in the link below and order your magic mind directly. Now you can unpause the video and keep listening to us. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and share this with someone who you think might like this conversation. Um, one of the other pieces that we talked about for 2023 and the effect that it's having overall on our population. Uh, you remember in the, in the at the end of the first half, we were talking about how it's how it's tight for people, how people are living paycheck to paycheck. The other piece is our systems. Everybody has commented like it feels like they're broken. We're just overwhelmed, right? Um, and one of the things that was brought up in this conversation that Steve had was that we've got great policies to help uh, people move into Canada. We need to bring more people here. We need to help them move here. We need to, you know, give them, you know, work to do all that kind of stuff. And 
The immigration policy has been great for that in terms of getting more newcomers to come to Canada. We are absolutely a, uh, a country that is built on people coming here, right? We, didn't, we don't have enough people. So it's great, but the problem that we have is our infrastructure isn't built uh, to, to take on as many people as we've been taking on. His slide was showing that of the people who immigrate to Canada, 50% of them immigrate to Ontario. And in order to have enough things for these people, the infrastructure that we need to do includes not just houses. So we're not building enough houses. That's, that's, and that, that's having a direct impact on house values. House values keep going up because we don't have enough places for people to live. But also the healthcare system. If you've talked to anybody who's needed healthcare over the, over the last you know, two or three years, they all keep saying, oh my goodness, it's falling apart, it's breaking, it's falling apart. We're adding more people and we're adding more people in and there's more people who are coming out of providing service, right? The school system. Oh my goodness, the school system isn't equipped to deal with all this stuff that's happening. It's da 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 da. You know, and absolutely, we're adding too many people too quick. The infrastructure. I mean, if you want to talk about infrastructure in Ottawa, I don't know how there's only three lanes that move through the middle of the city and four lanes when you get into the suburbs. It's fucking ridiculous. All right. There needs to be four <laughs> lanes in each direction moving through the core of the city, not three. If you have to move across the city, the Queensway, garbage. And you say, oh, well, the LRT is the solution that's going to fix it. Come on. you have Also to, garbage. You have currently. To, right. You, you, and then the problem is the width is there, right? Like there's, a, there's enough room for cars, for, for, for a fourth lane in each direction to be added through the middle of the city. But they're just not. Like, come on, man. Who's responsible for this? It's ridiculous. And every day, like for all day, it's busy with cars moving through the middle of the city. Right from what is it? Well, from like Celeron or the split, yeah, from Celeron to to like Island Park and, yeah. and vice versa. Right? It's like, man, you have the width, just put in the fourth lane, even if it's tight. You know, oh, well, you know, I we, we don't have room for, for emergency vehicles. Man, there's like three emergency vehicles that go per day on there. And, anyways, whatever, I won't get started on this. The point being. <laughs> There is not the infrastructure within the oh, and, and Toronto apparently has the worst traffic in the entire world. So uh, I read it. I saw an article that's saying it's it's worse in Toronto than anywhere in the entire. Yeah, it rivals like years ago. It rivaled L.A. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it can't be any better now. That right. what have they done? Repaved the DVP? Like <laughs> they haven't done anything, right? Oh. They Christ, we sold the four hundred seven for God's sakes. Like they anyway. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's bad. And you know what? It's great to bring more people in. We need more people to do work, right? We need people who are, you want to build houses, bring people in who are focused on, who are focused on skilled labor, right? What they're bringing in is a bunch of people who are focused on management. You don't need managers, right? You need people to do the work. You want to build more houses. If everybody who's coming over is a manager or a doctor or whatever, I mean, doctors, hey, bring them over, get them to do doctor stuff. Right. But like we don't need more management, you know, white collar people. We need more people to come here and to do work and to build houses. I was that's go. I was just going to say, I'm like, it's just what it's what this is proven. What this is proven, I think, is just the fact that it's like. 
I think we've been ex we've been as Canadians we've been exposed. We have been exposed. Uh, our leaders have exposed what like where we are at, and and there there's no accountability there to say like we fucked up. You know what I mean? And and that's a I think that's a we spend so much time arguing, you know, one side of the one side of the aisle to the other that, uh, you know, we just can't accept the fact we just can't accept the fact that, you know, we didn't project long enough and we're top heavy. And even even it just it goes so much deeper than that, too. in the fact of just what you said, right, like, um, you know, we have people that want to come over and do white collar white collar jobs and and there's enough of that there's all there's too much of that already yeah so so it's it's yeah like that it, it starts there's just so many prongs to this like this is its own seven day podcast in itself but yeah. we're going to but we're going to feel that we're going to but we're still going to feel that as you know as everyday canadians well and as the you know as the um healthcare system deteriorates and now I've got to take my kids to Chio and I've got to wait there for 15 hours as opposed to four hours. You know what? That's 15 hours that I'm not adding to the GDP, you know, or it's 11 hours Delta that I'm not adding to the GDP. Right. And that's time out as a result. And how many different people is that happening to, or, you know, if, if I'm if I've got sick kids and I can't go into into work because my kid got sick because nobody can afford to miss work. So they send their kids into school and the kids pass along the sickness at school and then everybody gets it. Well, now it's not just that your kids were sick and you had to miss work, but now my kids are sick and the other classmates are sick and the teachers are sick. You know what I mean? Like it's just the ideology is, 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 is a little bit broken right now, right? The whole, the whole system is, is, is broken. Uh, and you, you can feel it. And the more you talk with people, the more you can feel it. It's like, you know, especially coming out of COVID and all this, all this stuff, it's just, it really feels like houses aren't affordable. You know, there's no healthcare. The school systems are, 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 you know, overrun. Teachers have no support. There's, uh, always a fight between the students and the teachers and the parents don't support the teachers and the parents are saying, well, you know, my kid is special and, you know, you can't discipline my kid and like everything's a fight, you know, it just feels like, I don't know if that's a function of just being like middle-aged and it's always been like that. And I just didn't, didn't notice or, or if it just feels a lot different today than it was when, when, when we were growing up. Right. So I don't know, man. This is a yeah. session. I'm sorry. This is not what I wanted to do. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, it, it. it's, but it has to factor in. It has to factor in um, to people's decisions. I mean, I'm on a, I'm in a, I'm in a coaching, I'm in a coaching group uh, with a, you know, a bunch of mortgage brokers. And one of our brokers is, is like, a, like several people is uh, she's down in Panama. She just, she's like enough, grab the kids and the family. She works remotely. I don't know what her husband does. Um, and uh, she lives down in Panama. My tattoo guy is down in Mexico and people were ostracizing him. He's because he's not like he's not like I'm in Cancun. 
he's like deep, like legit Mexico. Yeah. 20 minutes from Guatemala where there's literal gang wars. And he said, he's like, he's like, yeah, people were giving me huge shit for bringing my kids down there and whatever. But he's like, our way of life is way, it's different. But he goes, but the kids still, they educate here. Like they're online. Right. I had, a, I had another, I had another buddy who took off. They, they lived in there. He's a national sales manager for a, for a lender. Wow. His, 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 him and his wife, they drove down to wherever in the States for Christmas stay and we're living in their living in their RV. Yeah. And then she was like, can we just keep going? And, <laughs> and yeah. the, and they like couple emails back to the school and like, Hey, can the kids just log in every day? Right. Cause it was just on that tail end of COVID. Yeah. And they're like, sure. And the school and the classrooms adapted where they're like, okay, every week, you know, whatever child one has to do this presentation on where they've been this week, has to hit these points. And that's, that's like, that's some English and that's some history and that's some this and some this. And she would present every day. And then they would pick up and they would drive four or five more hours to somewhere else. Like they figured out a plan and he would fly back in, right? He would fly in, the house was rented, he'd fly in hang out, do his stuff for two, three days of the week and be going remote, literally live on a buddy's couch at 50 years old, which he was like, enough of that. They eventually pulled that back in, right? <laughs> so so it's like, so that's that's how they did. So all of that to say, right, people are finding, like you're going to find your own way. If you let yourself get, no offense to the collective, but if you get, if you get sucked into the collective, right? Yeah, yeah. You, 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 there's that feeling versus... And it's a double-edged sword as I say this. If you focus on you and what you do and how you live, then that's great. That's also part of the problem is people only focus on them. <laughs> Therefore, everyone else is just, you know, non-existent, which causes a different problem. Like, it's just a wild time to be here. It's a wild time to be here. It's a wild time to be us. And I think our generation's even more interesting because of the sheer – the sheer change we've seen in literally everything, yeah. right? I mean, everybody's seen it, but we went from we went from literal tape players and records to just the Internet of Things and Smash. And my kids don't know what a home phone is. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you know, like, like all a, that, like a, like a like a big wheel, like all the way from when we were a kid, like a three wheel big wheel and knocking on your friend's door if you want to play you know all the way to hey you know what i don't think i want to live here anymore so now i'm going to go like i was talking to a guy who owns a business here he's like yeah i think you know my 10-year plan is to move to uh to england i was talking with another real estate agent yeah you know i think my 10-year plan is we're going to land in uh, in portugal or in spain okay cool spoke with another realtor hey you know what i don't live here anymore i still have all my connections back in ottawa but i'm a realtor now down in mexico Another realtor. Hey, I'm not. I don't live here anymore. I still have all my connections back in Ottawa, and I can refer business back and forth. But I live in Florida now, and you know, people are just saying enough's enough. And you know, maybe the grass is greener somewhere else, right? Maybe it's a question of, hey, this is this isn't what I signed up for. This isn't what I want anymore. I mean, you talked earlier about uh, about what Biden said or who he spoke with or whatever. I think there's a lot of people who are scared that you know. Trump's doing as well as he is. You might he might be back for another term. Who knows, right? Like, but pendulums like pendulums swing, and I think and it. I think what's on one hand, right? 
typically this is where change this is where changes happen in in you know if i'm being philosophical about it all this unrest changes something hopefully for the better yeah. right like again pulling a positive out of pulling a positive out of covid it changed my business it yeah. changed the way we do business like that that young lady in panama she couldn't do that 5 years ago yeah. she, she wouldn't got dead doing that yeah. i know ha- i know half a dozen brokers who were just like peace and they just they left and their entire business is here. They are not here. Yeah. Right. And and the adaptation of that. And you know, it's changing, it's changing the way. You know, kids not going to school. Okay, my kids not in school today because the buses are canceled. All right. right. Well, well, I can work from home. And I will. I mean, yeah, I gotta there's still things to do there, but we can do that. Like it's that it's it's how we're gonna adapt. Like it's gonna be interesting to see what those kids do, yeah. what our kids do. To, to figure that out yeah. right well i mean look, so, look at this. We're, do, we're doing a podcast we're in two different places right and normally yeah. to do a podcast you would sit down both in the same spot so uh yeah it, and we're going to send this away to be edited by somebody else in toronto right and then re-looked at by someone else in winnipeg so <laughs> this yep. is the new world order uh as oh we're yeah. gonna get oh you just said it I said, well, hey, you know what? Here we go. Yeah. Me. Uh, either that or I'm a, a conspiracy theory. So hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, share this with someone who you think would like to be a part of the new world order with us. Uh, <laughs> if uh, if you, uh, if you'd like, you can book an appointment with Kyle or I on the Calendly link below. Thanks again to Magic Mind, the sponsor of this podcast. Uh, you can also uh, get a buyer guide or a seller guide in the links below. And if you'd like to get your own magic mind, you can get it with the info down below. As always, thank you so much for your ears on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for your eyes and ears on YouTube. And until the next time, keep it real. Collective. 